again and welcome back to the Bible Project podcast. And we're at Genesis chapter 6 and we're picking up at verse 9 when we're looking at the beginnings of the story of Noah. I'd remind you that the transcript of every single one of the talks I do is available in the episode notes of any audio version of this podcast that you might be listening to. Now I'm sure you weren't surprised when in the last episode I said that I believe that we are living in a very wicked world. The thing I want us to think about in this episode is how as Christians we should exist when we seem surrounded by evil events occurring around us all the time. What should our focus be as Christians living in the modern world? As we continue our studies through the book of Genesis, we encounter a very wicked world indeed. But we also encounter a man who along with his family survived, and some might say he even in some respect personally thrived within his circumstances. A man from which I believe we can learn something, a man from which I believe we can learn in fact a great deal. We're going to begin looking today at the story of Noah, which will take up most of chapter 6, 7, 8 and 9. It's probably going to take us more than a week to work through it in these short daily vignettes, but we will begin this time with the story and it begins in chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, which says this. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the text begins by telling us about Noah's character, by giving us a glimpse into what he was like. And it looks at Noah in contrast to the contemporaries who he lived with. And we'll hear more about them in the following verses. But verse 9 begins by telling us, and if I use the King James expression, this is the account of the generations of Noah. Now if you've been with me as we've been going through the book of Genesis together, you will remember that I pointed out that this little phrase occurs ten times in the book, and it's used as a divider between different sections of the book. Each time you hear this phrase, this is the account of the generation of whoever, it stands as a literary marker that we are turning a corner. The idea here is that this is now the beginning of a new story, and in this case, of course, it's the story of Noah. This is going to tell us what happens to him and his family from this point forward. Chapter 6 through 9, we'll talk about Noah, the flood, and its after effects. But the opening verse just points out a number of Noah's personal characteristics. Noah is declared blameless among the people of his time, and we are told he walked faithfully with God. In other words, like Enoch, who we referred to previously, Noah had a personal relationship with the Lord, and he lived his life walking faithfully with him. The point being made here, again, is that Noah is a very special individual. In fact, it says Noah was a righteous man. Now, the use of the word righteous in the Old Testament context is very slightly different nuance than when you hear it, see it written in the New Testament. In the Old Testament context, it means he stood by the standards that God had given him, which is why it says he was blameless. So that raises maybe the question in your mind, what can we learn from this? How might we become blameless before God? I wonder if I would tell you how you could be famous before the Lord. Would you be interested and would you be prepared to do what it takes 
to be blameless. You see, the Hebrew word translated blameless is a term used in Leviticus to describe the state of a sacrificial animal just before it's offered to the Lord. So it's talking about being ready, being set apart and fit for purpose. In the Old Testament part of the Bible, the word blameless means something is prepared or brought to where it is supposed to be. In other words, mature in a sense. And in this case, it's talking about being spiritually mature. So Noah is seen to be blameless by being a spiritually mature man. So from a biblical point of view, what this is telling us is that if we want to be blameless, we need to reach spiritual maturity. It also says that he was blameless in his generation. In other words, he was blameless when set in comparison to the people around him at that time. So to again, to put it in the context of our time, it shows that we need to stand out in stark contrast to the people around us, just like Noah did to the people around him. Noah stood in contrast to his generation, and he stood in the middle of what we have discovered was a very wicked and violent world. In contrast to Noah and his family, his contemporaries around him were behaving in very different ways. And in the next episode, we shall look at the state of society that Noah existed in and look at his contemporaries and what they were up to. Okay, everyone, that's it for this time. Thank you for joining me. Now, the place to go to connect to this and any other ministries I'm involved in is the podcast notes section of the audio podcast on the Buzzsprout website or by looking in the episode notes section on whatever app provider you use. Within that you'll not only find the transcript of each talk but you'll also find links to all the ministries and the way to connect with us including the Facebook page, my YouTube channel and links both to this, the daily podcast and the Living in Faith Everyday podcast which is a weekly roundup of all the various Bible study and talks that I'm doing over the period of the preceding week. You'll also find links there to my SoundCloud and my Bandcamp page where I create the background music and the sound design of these broadcasts. But with that, all I'd like to say is thank you for joining me and I hope to join with you again very soon.